The History of the Britons by Nennius. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of the Britons by Nennius, Section 3. According to the most learned among the Scots, if anyone desires to learn what I am now going to state, Ireland was a desert and uninhabited, when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, in which, as we read in the Book of the Law, the Egyptians who followed them were drowned. At that period there lived among this people, with a numerous family, a Scythian of noble birth, who had been banished from his country and did not go to pursue the people of God. The Egyptians who were left, seeing the destruction of the great men of their nation, and fearing lest he should possess himself of their territory, took counsel together and expelled him. Thus reduced, he wandered forty-two years in Africa, and arrived with his family at the altars of the Philistines by the lake of Osiers. Then passing between Russicata and the hilly country of Syria, they travelled by the river Malva through Mauritania as far as the Pillars of Hercules, and crossing the Tyrrhene Sea, landed in Spain where they continued many years, having greatly increased and multiplied. Thence, a thousand and two years after the Egyptians were lost in the Red Sea, they passed into Ireland in the district of Dalrieta. At that period Brutus, who first exercised the consular office, reigned over the Romans, and the state, which before was governed by regal power, was afterwards ruled during four hundred and forty-seven years by councils, tribunes of the people, and dictators. Note, Dalrieta is the northwestern part of Antrim and Ulster. End of note. The Britons came to Britain in the third age of the world, and in the fourth the Scots took possession of Ireland. The Britons, who, suspecting no hostilities, were unprovided with the means of defense, were unanimously and incessantly attacked both by the Scots from the west and the Picts from the north. A long interval after this the Romans obtained the empire of the world. From the arrival of the Saxons into Britain to the fourth year of King Mermenus are computed four hundred and twenty-eight years from the nativity of our lord to the coming of st patrick among the scots four hundred and five years from the death of st patrick to that of st bridget forty years and from the birth of columiel to the death of st bridget four years note columiel in variant readings is columba some manuscripts add the beginning of the calculation is twenty-three cycles or nineteen years from the incarnation of our lord to the arrival of st patrick in ireland and they make four hundred and thirty-eight years and from the arrival of St. Patrick to the cycle of nineteen years in which we live are twenty-two cycles, which make four hundred and twenty years. End of note. I have learned another account of this Brutus from the ancient books of our ancestors. After the deluge, the three sons of Noah severally occupied three different parts of the earth. Shem extended his borders into Asia, Ham into Africa, and Japheth into Europe. Note. This proves the tradition of Brutus to be older than Geoffrey or Tassilio, unless these notices of Brutus have been interpolated in the original work of Nennius. End of note. The first man that dwelt in Europe was Elenus, with his three sons, Hision, Armenon, and Nucio. Hision had four sons, Francus, Romanus, Alamanus, and Brutus. Armenon had five sons, Gothus, Valagothus, Sibidus, Burgundus, and Longobardus. Nugio had three sons, Vandalus, Saxo, and Boganus. From Hision arose four nations, the Franks, the Latins, the Germans, and the Britons. From Armenon, the Gothi, Valagothi, Sibidi, Burgundy, and Longobardi. From Nugio, the Bulgari, Vandali, Saxones, and Tarragini. 
the whole of Europe was subdivided into these tribes. Alanus is said to have been the father of Fether. Fether the son of Ogmuin, who was the son of Thoi. Thoi was the son of Boibus. Boibus of Semion. Semion of Mare. Mare of Ecthetus. Ecthetus of Orthoc. Orthoc of Ethic. Ethic of Uth. Uth of Aber. Aber of Ra. Ra of Ezra. Ezra of Hisra. Hisra of Bath. Bath of Jobeth. Jobeth of Joham. Joham of Japheth. Japheth of Noah. Noah of Lamech. Lamech of Methuselah. Methuselah of Enoch. Enoch of Jared. Jared of Malahel. Malahel of Canaan. Canaan of Enos. Enos of Seth. Seth of Adam. And Adam was formed by the living God. We have obtained this information respecting the original inhabitants of Britain from ancient tradition. Note. This genealogy is different in almost all the manuscripts. End of note. The Britons were thus called from Brutus. Brutus was the son of Hision. Hision was the son of Elanus. Elanus was the son of Rhea Silvia. Rhea Silvia was the daughter of Numa Pompilius. Numa was the son of Ascanius. Ascanius of Aeneas. Aeneas of Anchises. Anchises of Troyus. Troyus of Dardanus. Dardanus of Flissa. Flissa of Juin. Juin of Japheth. But Japheth had seven sons. From the first named Gomer descended the Galli. From the second Magog, the Scythi and Gothi. From the third Madian, the Medi. From the fourth Juan, the Greeks. From the fifth Tobal arose the Hebri, Hispani, and Italy. From the sixth Bosoch sprung the Cappadoces. And from the seventh named Tyrus descended the Thraces. These are the sons of Japheth, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech. The Romans, having obtained the dominion of the world, sent legates or deputies to the Britons to demand of them hostages and tribute, which they received from all other countries and islands. But they, fierce and disdainful and haughty, treated the legation with contempt. Note. Some manuscripts add, I will now return to the point from which I made this digression. End of note. Then Julius Caesar, the first who had acquired absolute power at Rome, highly incensed against the Britons, sailed with sixty vessels to the mouth of the Thames, where they suffered shipwrecks, whilst he fought against Dolobellus, the proconsul of the British king, who was called Bellinus, and who was the son of Minocanus, who governed all the islands of the Tyrian Sea. And thus Julius Caesar returned home without victory, having had his soldiers slain and his ships shattered. But after three years he again appeared with a large army and three hundred ships at the mouth of the Thames, where he renewed hostilities. In this attempt, many of his soldiers and horses were killed. For the same council had placed iron spikes in the shallow part of the river, and this having been effected with so much skill and secrecy as to escape the notice of the Roman soldiers, did them considerable injury. Thus Caesar was once more compelled to return without peace or victory. The Romans were, therefore, a third time sent against the Britons, and under the command of Julius, defeated them near a place called Trinovantum, London. Forty-seven years before the birth of Christ, in five thousand two hundred and twelve years from the creation, Julius was the first exercising supreme power over the Romans who invaded Britain. In honor of him, the Romans decreed the fifth month to be called after his name. He was assassinated in the Curia, in the Ides of March, and Octavius Augustus succeeded to the empire of the world. He was the only emperor who received tribute from the Britons, according to the following verse of Virgil. Purpurea in texti tolent 
Olea, Britanni. The second after him who came into Britain was the Emperor Claudius, who reigned forty-seven years after the birth of Christ. He carried with him war and devastation, and though not without loss of men, he at length conquered Britain. He next sailed to the Orkneys, which he likewise conquered, and afterwards rendered tributary. No tribute was in his time received from the Britons, but it was paid to British emperors. He reigned thirteen years and eight months. His monument is to be seen at Moguntia, among the Lombards, where he died in his way to Rome. After the birth of Christ, one hundred and sixty-seven years, King Lucius, with all the chiefs of the British people, received baptism in consequence of a legation sent by the Roman emperors and Pope Avaristus. Note, in variant readings, Eucharistic. A marginal note in the Arundel manuscript adds, he is wrong because the first year of Avaristus was A.D. 79, whereas the first year of Eleutherius, whom he ought to have named, was A.D. 161. Usher says that in one manuscript of Nennius he found the name of Eleutherius. End of note. Severus was the third emperor who passed the sea to Britain, where, to protect the provinces recovered from barbaric incursions, he ordered a wall and a rampart to be made between the Britons, the Scots, and the Picts, extending across the island from sea to sea, in length one hundred and thirty-three miles, and it is called in the British language Gual. Moreover, he ordered it to be made between the Britons and the Picts and Scots, with the Scots from the west and the Picts from the north, unanimously made war against the Britons, but were at peace among themselves, not long after Severus dies in Britain. Note, it is called in the British language, Gwal or the Wall. One manuscript here adds, the above-mentioned Severus constructed it of rude workmanship in length 132 miles, i.e., from Pengual, which village is called the Scottish Sinail, in English Penultan, to the mouth of the river Clough in Carpentalock, where this wall terminates but it was of no avail. The emperor Carausius afterwards rebuilt it and fortified it with seven castles between the two mouths. He built also a roundhouse of polished stones on the banks of the river Caron. Caron. He likewise erected a triumphal arch, on which he inscribed his own name in memory of his victory. End of note. The fourth was the emperor and tyrant Carausius, who, incensed at the murder of Severus, passed into Britain, and attended by the leaders of the Roman people, severely avenged upon the chiefs and rulers of the Britons, the cause of Severus. Note, this passage is corrupt. The meaning is briefly given in the translation. End of note. The fifth was Constantius, the father of Constantine the Great. He died in Britain. His sepulchre, as it appears by the inscription on his tomb, is still seen near the city named Kersagant, near Carnarvon. Upon the pavement of the above-mentioned city he sold three seeds of gold, silver, and brass, that no poor person might ever be found in it. It is also called Minmanton. Note, in variant readings, Mormantum, Mormanton, Minmanto, Minamantone. The Sagontium of Antoninus, situated on a small river named Seont near Carnarvon. End of note. Maximianus was the sixth emperor that ruled in Britain. It was in his time that the consuls began, and that the appellation of Caesar was discontinued. At this period also St. Martin became celebrated for his virtues and miracles, and held a conversation with him. Note, this is an inaccuracy of Nennius. Maximus and Maximianus were one and the same person, or rather, no such person as Maximianus ever reigned in Britain. Geoffrey of Monmouth gives the title of consul to several British generals who lived after this time. It is not unlikely that the town, name, and dignity 
still lingered in the provinces after the romans were gone particularly as cities of britain maintained for a time a species of independence End of note. the seventh emperor was maximus he withdrew from britain with all his military force slew gratian the king of the romans and obtained the sovereignty of all europe unwilling to send back his warlike companions to their wives children and possessions in britain he conferred upon them numerous districts from the lake on the summit of mons jovis to the city called Cantguic, and to the western tumulus that is to crock occident these are the omoric britons and they remain there to the present day in consequence of their absence britain being overcome by foreign nations the lawful heirs were cast out till god interposed with his assistance we are informed by the tradition of our ancestors that seven emperors went into britain though the romans affirm there were nine note this district in modern language extended from the great st bard in piedmont to cantavic and picardy and from picardy to the west coast of france End of note. thus agreeably to the account given by the britons the romans governed them four hundred and nine years after this the britons despised the authority of the romans equally refusing to pay them tribute or to receive their kings nor durst the romans any longer attempt the government of a country the natives of which massacred their deputies we must now return to the tyrant maximus gratian with his brother valentinian reigned seven years ambrose bishop of milan was then eminent for his skill in the dogmata of the catholics valentianus and theodosius reigned eight years at that time a synod was held at constantinople attended by three hundred and fifty of the fathers and in which all heresies were condemned jerome the presbyter of bethlehem was then universally celebrated while gratian exercised supreme dominion over the world maximus in a sedition of the soldiers was saluted emperor in britain and soon after crossed the sea to gaul at paris by the treachery of melibotus his master of the horse gratian was defeated and fleeing to lyons was taken and put to death maximus afterwards associated his son victor in the government martin distinguished for his great virtues was at this period bishop of tours after a considerable space of time maximus was divested of royal power by the consuls valentinianus and theodosius and sentenced to be beheaded at the thirty milestone from aquilia in the same year also his son victor was killed in gaul by arbogastes five thousand six hundred and ninety years from the creation of the world thrice were the roman deputies put to death by the britons and yet these when harassed by the incursions of the barbarous nations these of the scots and picts earnestly solicited the aid of the romans to give effect to their entreaties ambassadors were sent who made their entrance with impressions of deep sorrow having their heads covered with dust and carrying rich presents to expiate the murder of the deputies they were favorably received by the consuls and swore submission to the roman yoke with whatever severity it might be imposed the romans therefore came with a powerful army to the assistance of the britons and having appointed over them a ruler and settled the government returned to rome and this took place alternately during the space of three hundred and forty-eight years the britons however from the oppression of the empire again massacred the roman deputies and again petitioned for succor once more the romans undertook the government of the britons and assisted them in repelling their neighbors and after having exhausted the country of its gold silver brass honey and costly vestments and having besides received rich gifts they returned in great triumph to rome End of section 3